Praise the Lord. Oh, come on. I'll let you hear some sounds coming back from out there. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 I do appreciate the fact that Pastor has allowed us to use his building this morning. And I'd like to appreciate that on behalf of Kingdom Empowerment Fellowship Center and the family. Pastor Johnson, I'd like to say thank you. I'd also like to recognize the ministers that are here, present here on this morning. We have Bishop Neville Harris, who is my husband, and Bishop of Kingdom Empowerment Fellowship Center. We have uh, Pastor Donovan Tobin, Kingdom Empowerment Fellowship Center. And we have Elder Johnson, he's sitting by the drums. We bless the Lord for him. And Minister Craven, Sister Mother uh, Betty, we're just happy to have you. Deacon Johnson, we're happy to have you. Evangelist Johnson, we're glad you are here. And if Minister Sharice and Minister Cheryl, God bless you. And if I'm overlooking any other minister, you are welcome in this service on today. We're going to, at this time, ask Bishop Never Harris to come forward and pray the opening prayer. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. God bless you. I'm going to ask you to stand, please, as we go to God in prayer. Father, we thank you for this time. And we are grateful for your presence with us today. Lord, we worship and glorify your name. We thank you for everyone that are here today, especially those who are grieving for their loved ones. And we are grateful because you are God. You can give comfort. You give the assurance that you is well able to take care of us. Bless the family member, the grieving family members today. We ask you, Lord, that you'll touch their hearts and their mind and help them to be strong. I pray that you'll breathe upon us afresh and let the fresh breeze of the Holy Spirit take charge of this place today. As we continue today, Lord, we ask you for your blessing upon all of us. We are here to celebrate the life of one who you have called from a ruined field of sin and give him something special, the grace of God. I pray that thou will bless again the grieving family. Bless his wife, Sister Tisa. We commit her right now into your care. We pray for Skyla, his son. I pray that you'll give grace and strength at this time. At this moment, we are just want to thank you for each and every one that are here. Give us strength now, Lord, as we continue and help us to be faithful 
and help us to be true to you. We ask these mercies in no other name, but in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. At this time, we will continue. We want to have the Old Testament reading by Sister Lorraine Chin, New Testament reading, Elder Donovan Tobin. Please come in that order and use the mic that's right there to my right.
I want to call Sister Nazarene Harris for resolution and acknowledgments, and that will be followed by another song of remembrance. special uh, floral arrangements from your loving nieces, Belinda and Diana. We also have uh, floral arrangements from your sister Rose, brother Ray, and Verda in loving memories from your sister and brother. The heart is never ready the time is never right to say goodbye. Thinking of you with deepest sympathy and hoping each new tomorrow will bring you comfort and peace. To my sister Johnson, from Pastor Donovan, with love. With our deepest sympathy, Tisa, I regret we are not able to be there with you. Love you, Nancy. We were saddened to hear of Cousin Ernest's passing. We know our words cannot take away your sense of loss, but hope knowing that others are thinking of you brings you comfort. Please accept our heartfelt sympathy. Our prayers are with you and your family. May God hold you close to his heart and comfort you during this difficult time. In Christ's love, Nancy Hill of Church, McGill, and family. In sympathy and friendship, to Ernest's family, may you find comfort in memories and peace in knowing your friends are here for you. Love and prayers, Sam and Phyllis Jackson. You are in my prayers at this difficult time. I'm so sorry about your news. I'm hoping and praying with all my heart that for now, everything will be as easy as possible for you. And that for the long run, you will be blessed with resilience and hope. Dearest family, I know your hearts are heavy. Just want you all to know I feel for you and what you are going through. My prayer is that we can all rejoice at heaven's gate through the loss here on earth. I praise the Lord for Brother Ernest and the work he did for the Lord while he was here. Prayers and love, Leah. Time is God's gift. We all need a time to grieve, quiet time for reflection, to sift through memories and come to grips with what has happened. We all need a time for tears, not for the one who is now at peace with God in heaven, but for ourselves as we realize that things will never be the same. We all need a time to just be, when we can feel the comfort and reassurance that God's everlasting love brings to heal our hearts. Praying God's peace and comfort for you in loss. Love you, Gwen. Yes, can't be there, but we'll watch memorial service. To everything, there is a season, 
a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to heal. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 and 3. Church Resolution of Respect for Elder Ernest Nathaniel Johnson. Job 19, 25-27 For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And though our, my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself, and mine eyes shall behold, and not another. We, the members of Kingdom Empowerment Fellowship Center, want the family to know that our hearts are full as we gather together to say goodbye to a faithful and dedicated man of God, Elder Ernest Nathaniel Johnson, the loving husband of Sister Tisa Johnson and son Skylar Johnson. We have great respect for Elder Johnson and his family as they are very active participants of our church and followers of Christ. Whereas Elder Ernest Nathaniel Johnson served God and community well and faithfully. Whereas Elder Ernest Nathaniel Johnson was a faithful man of God who served the Lord. Whereas Elder Ernest Nathaniel Johnson experienced much in his lifetime that none of us will fully comprehend, yet lived in such a manner to touch each and every one of us with his great example of love and acceptance. Therefore be it resolved, that we embrace and mourn with this family, because all of us have a common bond. Therefore, let it be known that we know the deep loss and sorrow for the family is experienced. We want to share in your sorrow, but recognize that we submit to the sovereign will of God. We further recognize that the Lord has accepted into his presence a good and faithful servant. To the family, we love you. We know your loss is deep and your sorrow is great. We know his passing has brought you great pain, but we want you to know that we share in your sorrow, but more importantly, we do recognize Earth's loss is heaven's gain. Be it further resolved that a service will be held in his memory a year from the date of his, his death. When it is all over, we would like you to remember in case there's a time when you just need some cheer, in case there's a problem you would like us to hear, in case there's a favor you would like us to do, we're here if you need us to help see you through. The pur thy purpose, Lord, we cannot see, but all is well that's done by thee. Humbly submitted on this 23rd day of January 2021. The officers and members of Kingdom Empowerment Fellowship Center, Carson, California. Bishop Neville Harris, Kingdom Empowerment Fellowship Center. Reverend Dr. Holt Harris, Kingdom Empowerment Fellowship Center. A copy of this church resolution will be given to the family and another copy will be recorded in the church archives. God bless you.
Praise the Lord. We are continuing with this program on this morning. God bless you. At this time, we are going to go to Voices of the Clergy, the ministers in attendance who would like to share something. The program asks for three minutes, and I know we can all preach and take some time. But if you would be so kind as to stick to your three minutes, if you do intend to share this morning, that would be good. Immediately after the Voices of the Clergy, Bishop Neville Harris, representing Kingdom Empowerment Fellowship Center, will be coming with a tribute. So the voices of the clergy, elder, pastor, evangelist, and anyone else who'd like to come, three minutes. God bless you. I must say that um, Elder Ernest become a, such a, a part in my life in 2020. I call it the year of COVID-19. It was then in June of COVID-19, the doctor has diagnosed me that I have a, a very small portion of colon cancer. I publicly announced it on the air to all of my brothers and sisters, and I simply said, it is a journey that I want all of you to travel with me. A few hours later, Elder Ernest Johnson called me, and he said, Pastor, I'm with you. You're not alone. He shared some things with me, but even today, I hold it very deeply. So you're not alone. I've been down that road, and I'm going to travel with you. Ever since then, I've become such close to him. Knowing that he was going to travel with me along this journey, when I received the news that my brother had passed, it seemed like I just stopped right then and then. Because I had a friend who promised that he would walk with me this journey. He stopped. But I'm on this journey. And so to the family and to my friends, even though it seems sad at this moment, there's a rejoicing in heaven. Because soon and very soon that one day, I will be able to see him again. And I believe that he will tell me that he didn't stop. He just continued. In my mind, he stopped. But I believe he whispered to me, he didn't stop because the King of Kings has carried all of us. Yes. And so to Sister Johnson, just be comfort. He loved us. And even though my relationship with him was very short, I have a deep respect for him. 
May God bless you. Be encouraged. Be strengthened. I will be there for you. God bless you. Praise the Lord. To the shepherd of this house and all other clergy represented here today, to Sister Tisa, Skylar, and all the grieving family members family, members of the body of Christ, and all the friends and loved ones that are presented here today, greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus. I am here to give a tribute to a special child of God who has deceased this life. The Bible said in the book of Job, chapter 1, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord giveth, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. When our loved ones is taken away from us by way of death, it's hard. But sometimes we have to face some hard times during our lifetime. As Bishop at Kingdom Empowerment Fellowship Center, we were quite honored to have known Ella Johnson. He became a part of our church fellowship a few years ago. Ella Johnson was a dignified, humble, and well-respected man of God. He was very willing, helpful, and display a spirit of excellence. Elder Johnson had a passion for God and always wanted to do something to further the work of the ministry. Elder Johnson will be greatly missed we will cherish his memory. Sister Tisa and all family members, we want you to know 
that we will be here for you as we have always been. When we lose a loved one, our world seems to shatter. It leaves an awful void. Be comforted, my precious brothers and sisters. He is with the Lord. You will be united again. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. But where I am, there he may be also. May the grace of God be with you always. God bless you and God keep you. Thank you.
Thank Thank you so much. At this time, the video presentation will be coming shortly. I'm going to shift the program around just a bit, and I'm going to call for the praise dance Morning by Ladisha Garcia. Sister Ladisha, God bless you.
Praise God. God bless you, Sister Ladisha. That was awesome. Is the video ready? Well, at this time, I'm going to ask um, Sister Cherise, Minister Cherise, to come with a poem. And while you're up here, let's just do the obituary. God bless you. We appreciate everyone that's here on this morning. Praise God. Anybody have anything to thank God for? Oh, come on, wave those hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Give her some time. I can tell that she is busy coordinating and working, and I've been sitting there watching you and praying for you because I know the circumstances of your health. God bless you. We appreciate you. We love you. Before I begin, I just want to say um, I really loved my brother-in-law. I was 16 years old when I met Ernest. I had to do the math because it was like 33 years, I'm 49. <laughs> it had been so long. I don't remember really not knowing Ernest. Um, and my heart aches because it's like having someone that you just feel should always automatically be there. And then all of a sudden they're gone. And our family has suffered so much loss in the last few years. And now this, but God knows and he cares and he loves us still. And I know that he's going to help us get through this and particularly my sister Tisa and my nephew Skylar. God is with you. He's with us even in this. He's with us. So, after I finish the um the poem, if the family would like to say something, I think it would be appropriate time before I read the obituary. No problem. When I met Ernest um, and found out about different things about him, I found out he was a poet. And I shared with him that I wrote, write poetry also. And um, every once in a while, as I grew up, he said, you still writing? Uh, yeah. I said, just you know, keep things to myself. Tons of journals full of writings. God gives me many things. And he said, keep writing. Keep a journal by your bed. When God drops it in your spirit, just write it. So I wanted to write something special for this time. And it's simply called Family. As a young girl, I met you. You were so easygoing, very soft-spoken, so kind and sweet. You entered into the lives of our family so perfectly Never a stranger did we meet. It was no wonder why Tisa loved you. And even though as little sisters, Cheryl and I tried to detain you, what do you want with our sister, we would, we would, we would proclaim. <laughs> as we spent time and got to know you, we loved you as our brother the same. So after a short while, through the family initiation, you came. 
you were no longer Ernest, just Nesto by name. And you didn't make a fuss because you knew you were precious to us. When I think of you, it's amazing how God added you with all your creativity, grace, and flair. You were so ready to do God's work with us, and I will always cherish the things we did and time we shared. You just joined us in worship and praise, and you even led a song or two. And whatever God put in your spirit to go forth with in his kingdom, you so eagerly do. Our family is music and word and motion. That's what we are called to be. You were the creator of arts, of drawing, sculpting, and painting, and so much more. And you made things for God with such enthusiasm and certainty. There was no box or ceiling to contain what was to be created from you. Thank you for inspiring me and encouraging me. I will always hear your words. Just go and do. Family encourages you to be the best of what you can be. You constantly reminded me that God has a special plan for me. And you had a saying, faith without works is dead. You got to step out on faith. That was your belief, your journey, your story. And now with our Savior, a servant well done, he has said, take your rest, relax, and enjoy heaven's glory. Thank you for being such a wonderful part of our family. We love you. See you in the morning. I'll continue to show your work of beauty and share your story. Thank you. Is there any family that would like to share some things, words, memories? just want to thank everybody for coming. Um, I just wanted you to know about Ernest. He was such a good person. Um, aside from my husband, I, I, not perfect because he just really got on my nerves sometimes because he was very smart, very smart, and he uh, was very vocal about how smart that he was so you know when you're married to somebody like that it can get a little unnerving but he was really really smart and a good person a good person um how we met and came to be in a relationship was him trying to be a good person i met him at work i worked at a store that he managed and um I came there at a time in my life where I was sad, and he would see me sad. And he said, She's, she never smiles. She, I want to see her smile. So he would do things to make me smile, and it turned into a relationship. He just was a good person. He was so um, gifted and talented. He and my mother have the most gifted hands of anybody I've ever known. He could just sit and um, draw things, um, sketches. I um, had this little sketch that he did on a writing pad that I had on my desk at work, and people would pass by it and like 
think that, oh, who did that? Where'd you get that from? And it was just something, because part of it he wrote on, but then he was talking to me and sketching, and I said, oh, I want to keep that. And I ended up um, leaving it at the place that I worked. But uh, he has a wealth of paintings and art that he has left uh, me and Skyler, and, and uh, he just always wanted to use his gifts and, and use his um, person, his whole self, to further the cause of God. When he um, got saved and his medium was arts, he wanted to do something with other artists. It was his dream to have like a center or something that anybody who was talented could have resources and have help and, and just further because when you get saved, now you use your talents and your gifts for God. His favorite color was uh, magenta, as you can see. His favorite movie was Raiders of the Lost Ark. He loved that part where the Germans were trying to um, steal the Ark of the Covenant and you couldn't look at it, so their faces all melted because of the power of the Ark of the Covenant. And he just loved people. Like Cherie said, he never made a stranger of himself. Um, he just was really a good person. He was a good father. No father ever loved their son more than Ernest loved Skyler. Ernest loved Skyler. If Skyler did the slightest thing, made the slightest advancement, did the slightest whatever, he would say, did you see what Skyler did? Skyler did such and such. He did this, he did that. He, he loved his son. And um, I just wanted everybody to know that. I'm just going to to miss him because um, now I feel like an amputee and I keep feeling like I forgot something or left something somewhere. But I, I know I will see him in the morning. What can I say about Ernest? Ernest and I had a love-hate relationship. He really got on my last nerve. And I say that with love. Anybody who knows me knows that I say that with love. Um, like Sharice was saying, we met Ernest um, when my sister was working at a store. And it was so funny because we're very protective of each other. I mean, we're very protective. And I remember we went to go pick her up from work one night and here this man come to the car. And I'm like, who is this? What does he want? And he was just a smiling, as you can see all these pictures of him smiling. Well, he came to the car smiling. Hi, Tisa's family. And I was so quite annoyed with him. Oh, he got on my nerves. But, you know, it was, it was the relationship that we had. You know, I loved him. He was, you know, a person that I could talk to about a lot, <clears throat> a lot of things. And 
he, like she said, he was so smart. He was so smart. He was sometimes smarter than he needed to be. And so we would argue. But I rather enjoyed our conversations because he always talked about God. He always talked about how much he loved God and how much, you know, he would, we would, our conversations would start off with him calling me about a recipe. He wanted to cook something. And, you know, he was asking me, what did I think? And we talked about food a lot. And then it turned into talking about the world, talking about the word and just all this. And it was always, you know, his heart was for people, you know, even in the neighborhood that we live in with the gangsters and the drug dealers and everything. And he would go out there and he would talk to them and he would share the word of God with them. And he even gave Bibles and, you know, they knew him. And when they didn't see him, they were like, where is he? You know, because he was always out there. And one thing that I can say, he left a legacy with people of how he treated them. He loved people. It didn't matter who he, who they were, where he was, I told him all the time, I said, you remind me of my father because my father was the same way, never met a stranger. Just spark up a conversation, just a laughing and smiling. I'm like, do you know them? No, but you know, that was how he was. And I, um, I did admire that because that's not the type of person that I was. But I thank God for bringing him into our lives because he was so gifted and talented and and, you know, he was always very zealous about doing things. And, and, you know, it was, he had so much enthusiasm with everything that he did. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to miss him. You know, it's really weird for us. It's really weird for us, you know, because it has been such a transition. But I thank God for the time that we had, you know, the, the time that we spent, the things that we learned, the conversations that we had, you know. And so my prayer is that we get through this, you know, and, and to my sister and my nephew, you know, I'm always here for you no matter what, no matter what. Tell me why you don't cry. Look, we're family. And I love you both so much. And God is going to get us through this. And he is going to continue to bless us because he is still God. And we have each other. I'm so glad that we are together. God did this months ago because he saw it. He saw what's going to happen and he put us together and we are together and I love you both I love both of you so much and we're going to get through this continue to pray for our family as we go through this transition because we we still going to serve God no matter what we still going to give God the glory and the praise and the honor no matter what he throws at us no matter what the position we are in no matter what we face I thank God because because of him we are here today because of him. We can stand here and lift up his name. And so continue to pray for us. God bless you. Okay, we're moving on. God bless you all. We will continue to pray for the family.
At this time, we're going to have the Song of Remembrance, the obituary, and then the sermonic song by Sister Betty Randolph, and then I'll do the eulogy. We're just going to do it in that order. The Song of Remembrance, show up, then the obituary, followed by the sermonic song, My Soul Has Been Anchored, by Sister Betty. Amen. Praise the Lord.
Ernest was born on January 16th, 1941, to Leela B. Curtis, to Leela B. and Curtis A. Johnson, Sr., in Little Rock, Arkansas. Both are deceased. He was the seventh child of 12 children, nine of whom are deceased. Charles Juanita, Juanita, sorry, Juanita, Leon, Wilma, Elaine, Dolly, Curtis, Carlin, Bobby, and Robert. Wow. Ernest began his formal education at Stephen Elementary School in September 1946 at the age of five. While attending Stephen Elementary School, he along with three of his siblings became acquainted with the school's music teacher. Christine Johnson, who encouraged the four of them to form a singing group. The group was named the Johnson Brothers, developed and gained popularity throughout our school years. Curtis Jr. was the lead vocalist. Harlan, tenor, Ray, alto, Ernest sang bass. <laughs> While visiting Los Angeles, they auditioned for a music producer and they were offered a singing contract but the singing career was not viewed suitable by their father. Although he attended school in Little Rock, Arkansas, he graduated from David Laszlo Farbooth High School in Chicago, Illinois in June 1958. Ernest attended Crane Junior College in Chicago, now Malcolm X Institute, studying to become a pharmacist assistant. The family returned to Little Rock, Arkansas in 1959. In June of 1960, he enlisted in the United States Air Force during the Vietnam War. Ernest served for eight years. While in the military, his fields were air traffic controller, command post supervisor, international force code inter intercept operator, and Air Force Security Service. In 1979, he earned a bachelor's art degree, California State University, Dominguez Hills. Ernest was a professional fine art artist and a sculptor. He exhibited extensively in the Los Angeles and South Lake areas. He later formed a fine arts publishing firm to commercially reproduce and market his art. He also had a strong business management background he managed a major drug and discount chain in the Los Angeles area. Ernest was very adventurous. He traveled in the United States and abroad. Some of his travels were to Vancouver, Bermuda, Portugal, Libya, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Pakistan, and Hawaii, just to name a few. In 1966, he married Mary Louise Francis, who had five children from a previous marriage. After eight years, the marriage dissolved. In 1987, he married Tisa Jermaine Alderson. To this union, a son, Skylar Christian, was born in 1988. In 1989, he was ordained a minister and in 1991 ordained an elder in the Church of God in Christ. Ernest leaves to mourn his loving, devoted, devoted wife, Tisa Jermaine, of 33 years, two sons, Derek Walker, Alexander, 
Arkansas, Skyler Christian, Inglewood, California, one sister, Rose Marie Singleton, Inglewood, California, and one brother, Ray Edward of Vail, Arizona, and a host of nieces, nephews, cousins, and friends.
I'm gonna be tossed around by the waves and the currents that seem so thin. But in the word of God, I got an anchor that keeps me steadfast and been anchored in the Lord. What a honor and a privilege to be here on this morning at the homegoing celebration of our precious brother and minister of the Lord, Jesus Christ. I deem this an honor to be asked to do the eulogy on this morning. And I promise you I won't be long. I have 23 pages. That's not too long. But if you pray, I may just do a few of them. I just want to encourage the family on this morning. And to let you know, like we said in our resolution, and Bishop Neville and all the others have said, kingdom empowerment will be there for you. God bless you. I'm going to ask you to stand this morning as I go to the word in reverence to the reading of the word. And I have a reading this morning. I didn't ask. Was the family video ready? At the end. Okay. I'll be reading this morning. From St. John chapter 11. And you can follow me with the verses as I read. I start at verse 1. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany. The town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair whose brother Lazarus was sick therefore his sisters sent unto him saying Lord behold he whom thou lovest is sick when Jesus heard that he said this sickness is not unto death but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified 
thereby. I'll skip to verse 11 if you're following me. These things said he, and after that he said unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may wake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking of rest in sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent ye might believe. Never, nevertheless, let us go unto him. Jesus said unto her, and I'm at verse 25, I'll skip a couple of verses in the interest of time. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this. May God add a blessing to the reading and to the hearing of his words on today. I want to ask you while you're resting on your feet to bow your heads with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you on this morning. And we thank you for everyone that shared and expressed and sang and read your word and was an encouragement to the family. And we thank you for the, the family that is here this morning. We pray in the name of Jesus that as I share words of comfort, that you'll give the peace and the serenity that only you can give. And I pray that every heart that is in here today, when we leave this house, God, we shall feel encouraged and strengthened knowing that this is not the end. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. Come on, somebody say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. I'd like to speak to you this morning briefly on the request, the reluctance, and the resurrection. The request, the reluctance, and the resurrection. The message that Jesus got was very short. It was not petitioning, much less pressing. They were barely relating the case with a tender insinuation of a powerful plea. Lord, he whom thou lovest is sick. Our love to him, sometimes we can talk about, but his love for us can never be spoken about too much. We can always talk, and we should always talk, about the way Jesus loves us. The Bible says, while we were yet sinners, he died for us. Much more now that we are saved, can you imagine the love he has for us? It was mortal, proved fatal. And Lazarus was truly dead, 
and for four days. He died, and I have heard theologians said he did not die. Listen, death is an everlasting farewell to this world. But in this sense, this death was to glorify God. Amen? The afflictions, listen to me carefully, the afflictions of the saints are designed for the glory of God. Can I repeat that? The afflictions of the saints are designed for the glory of God. The sweetest mercies are those which are occasioned by trouble. The sweetest mercies are those which are occasioned by trouble. If God is glorified, we ought to be satisfied. It's all right to say amen, amen. if you agree. If God is glorified, we ought to be satisfied. The death of Lazarus gave him occasion to work that glorious miracle. May this be a comfort to those who Jesus loves. Under all your grievances, knowing that your troubles will bring God glory. As a patriot, Mr. I think John Lewis, who died recently, he would say, it is good trouble. I want to cause some good trouble. I want to cause some good trouble. I want to get into some good trouble. I want to be so full of the Holy Ghost of God that if I got stung by a mosquito, <laughs> it will fly away saying, there is power in the blood. I want to get into some good trouble, like me interrupting the spirit of interruption. I would like to go to a few hospitals, getting myself in some good trouble. I would like to visit a few hospitals, and if possible, get into the ICU ward, and stand with lifted hands towards heaven, and look at the weak and faint dying people lying on their bed, their deathbed. And I would like to walk over to those beds and tell death, behave yourself. Come on, church. Let me get back to the message. One would think that when Jesus heard that Lazarus was sick, he would run quickly to him to show the people how much he loved him. But he did not. He loved him, yet he lingered. In verse 11, Jesus Christ calls a believer his friend. And the debt of a believer he calls sleep. Debt itself does not break the bond of friendship between Christ and a believer. A Christian, when he dies, goes to sleep. He rests from his labor of his day and is refreshing himself for the next morning, the resurrection morning. It's like when you end your day's work and you get home and you shower and you do what you have to do and then you get to bed so you can get some rest because you have to get up for the next morning's 
assignment. You can use that as a symbol of those of us who are believers when we die and leave this world. He rests himself and is refreshing himself for the next morning, but in this case is the resurrection morning. And that's why today we are here not saying goodbye to Elder Johnson, because goodbye seemed like we're gone, but to say goodnight, because he needs to get his rest so he will be up on the resurrection morning. The grave to a godly person is like a bed. Listen to me carefully. The grave to a godly person is like a bed. The mattress is soft. The death of the godly is like putting off our clothes to be trimmed up for the wedding day. Jesus delayed going to see Lazarus. If he had arrived early, he would have healed the disease and prevented the death. If he had arrived early, he would have healed the disease and prevented the death. Now he wanted to raise him from the dead. Upon his arrival, he found his friend Lazarus four days in the grave. Somebody said, by this time, Lord, he stinketh. Yes. How many of us have some problems that have been sealed up so long that if somebody hear about that situation, they'll call it a stinking situation? Somebody said, by, time, by this time, he stinketh. Martha went out to meet him. See, Martha's personality, and I won't have time to break that down today. Martha's personality was so much different from Mary's. But in the day of affliction, her personality, Martha's personality, served her well. Because Mary was still inside. There's a whole message surrounding why she was there. But Martha went out, and Martha said, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. She was complaining of his absence and his delay. Jesus said to her, thy brother shall rise again. He expressed it ambiguously, leaving her uncertain at first whether he would raise him presently or not until the last day. <coughs> Jesus said, but when I drink you say praise the Lord. Keep it going. Amen. Jesus said to her, thy brother shall rise again. He gave a little uncertainty there whether he would raise him presently or not until the last day. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus is 
the fountain of life. He's the head and the author of the resurrection. It is an unspeakable comfort to all Christians that Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life. Can you say amen? Amen. Resurrection is a return to life. But listen, though the body be dead, you shall live again. But in a new body, the spiritual life can never be extinguished, but perfected in eternal life. For Brother Ernest Elder Johnson, his time and eternity collided. The mortal body shall at length be swallowed up of immortality, but we shall have a new body. Can I hear somebody give God praise? We shall have a new body. We shall have a new life. Yes. Listen, death has no power. Mm. Oh, come on, somebody. Yes. Death has no power yes. over the blood-washed throng. Yes. Glory. Yes. I said glory. glory. Hallelujah mm -hmm. to the Lamb. Yes. The boasted victory. Of the grave is God. And I'm saying glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To the Lamb. Mm. Jesus. Yes. Rose from the dead. Yes. Oh come on. Jesus rose from the dead. Yes. He rose triumphant. Yes. As they said. Mm. He snatched the victory. Yes. From the grave. Yes. He rose again, yes. my soul to save. Yes. Somebody up in here should be able to say glory. glory. Hallelujah, Hallelujah to the Lamb. For listen, Elder Ernest and all those who have gone on before him, amen, who know Jesus Christ shall come back to life from the first resurrection. He'll rise again someday, just as our Savior rose. Glory, hallelujah, to the Lamb. Till then shall death be like a calm repose. Glory, hallelujah, to the Lamb. Aren't you happy, amen, that this is not the final? You shall see your husband again on that great morning on that resurrection morning when the trump of God shall sound woo, and the dead in Christ shall rise somebody said we shall be caught up to meet him caught up to greet him joy and happiness behave yourself let me preach joy and happiness peace is mine there is going to be a meeting in the air all the resurrected says the Bible said those that are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the air are you with me there are some people who do not Believe in the rapture of a truth. The word rapture is not mentioned 
in the Bible. Amen. But we shall be caught up. We shall be changed. Mortal to immortality. No more sorrow. No more pain. No more ICU beds. No more suffering. No more sorrow. But we shall live again. Hallelujah. This is not the final. He is only sleeping. The, the natural man understand it. Not the things of God. Because they are spiritually discerned. Even when Jesus told them that Lazarus was sleeping, they didn't understand it. He had to break it down. But let me tell you, Brother Elder Ernest Johnson, he is only sleeping. He shall come back. He shall wake up on that great getting up morning. Hallelujah. He shall come back to life. Hallelujah. And like the song says, when we all when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus. We shall sing and shout for victory. Hallelujah. There's so many things that's happening in the world right now that has caused many hearts to become fearful. That is just like another thing. Over 400,000, am I right? People in the United States of America have died. Can you put that to worldwide? I don't know how many die not knowing Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. But I'm speaking at this time about those that died in Christ, even though they suffered, even though they were put in a ventilator, there was no hope. Some of them had to be taken off of the life support machine. The body died, the spirit alive. But on that resurrection morning, soul and body, spirit unite again. What a time, what a time, what a time. What a glorious time that will be. What a wonderful meeting that will be. I am only thinking of those that are gone ahead of me. Oh, my mother, my father, my sisters, my brothers. Oh, yes, my precious members, my mentor. All those that have gone that are now like great cloud of witnesses. We are going to meet them again. We are going to meet them again. You'll meet Brother Ernest again. You will see him again. You'll see your mother again. You'll see your father again. What a meeting! What a meeting that will be. Thank you, Jesus.
I'm going to stop here. I want to break it here. But this is not the final. It's not over. It's not over. Precious! <laughs> Glory to God. Precious are the dead which die in Christ. For they do cease from their labor. And their work do follow them. It doesn't matter how you leave out of here. Because the very sea, my brother, when he died, he says, you cremate me. And you put my ash, take my ash out to the ocean and put it far out. And I reminded him. I says, on that day, that great resurrection day, <laughs> the sea will have to give up their dead. You're cremated, you will come back to life. Hallelujah. Praise God. May God bless you. Johnson family, Randall family. May God strengthen you. May the peace of God that passes all human, human understanding rest, remain, and abide with you. I want to ask you to rest in your feet. Amen. There will not be a committal. There will not be a burial. The remains have already been taken care of. But I'd like to close out doing this on today. For as much as it had pleased Almighty God to take out of this world our deceased brother. We commit him into the hand of the faithful father. Looking for the general resurrection in the last day and the life of the world to come through our Lord Jesus Christ at whose second coming in glorious majesty to judge the world, the earth and the sea shall give up their dead, and the corruptible bodies of those who sleep in him shall be changed and made like unto his own glorious body, according to the working whereby he's able to subdue all things under him. Bow your heads with me yet one more time. So Father, we thank you. We truly thank you that this is not the end. I'm so grateful just to know that we will see our brother again. I pray today that you will comfort the family. I lift up Sister Tisa and Skylar before you on today. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you will just throw your loving arms around them. Yes, Jesus. That you will sustain them yes, by your mercy and by your grace. I'm reminded of the song that says, For his grace is sufficient for me, and his love is abundant and free. Oh, what joy fill my soul just to know just to know that his grace is 
sufficient for me. Guide their steps daily. Be their provider, be their protector. Oh God, protect them from all harm and danger. Yes, we are not in our glorified bodies yet. And sometimes there will be tears. And that's okay. For tears are a language that God understands. We grieve deeply because our love was so deep. Bless them today. Bless every member of the family. Those that could not be here. Oh God. Maybe some in other states. Maybe some sick. For whatever reason they could not be here. Because of COVID-19. We couldn't have the gathering. And the fellowship. Like we would have loved to have. Oh God, we can't even greet like we want to greet. But I plead the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The blood of the everlasting covenant. Against all the workings of the enemy. For you said if your people, which are called by your name, shall humble themselves and pray. Turn from their wicked ways. God has said you will hear from heaven. And you will heal their land. Lord, I want to say today that our land need healing. We need to come back and be united as a body of Christ, the church as one, one more time. Let not this family be affected by what's going on in the world, but let them stay focused on you. We trust you. You are capable. You're wonderful. You're awesome. You're mighty. You're powerful. And so today, I commit them into the hand of a fatherly God who knows just how to take care of us. Be not dismayed when you're betied, for God will take care of you. Under his wings, content abide. God, I know you will. Yes, you will. You will. You will. You will. You will take care of them. We thank you. We praise you. For these mercies we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. We appreciate Elder. Thank you for being here, sir. And thank you for allowing us to use your beautiful facility. The spirit of excellence does rest here. Would you like to share a word with the family before we exit the building? Pardon me. Oh, the slideshow is ready. So before we exit the building, we'll do the slideshow. Then we'll have the song of remembrance. And we will exit. Mask is mandatory as you go. No handshaking. No hugs. Social distancing must be maintained. We're going to do the slideshow. God bless you, Pastor.
Pastor Johnson, uh, my name is Kenneth Wyrick, and I work with Pastor Johnson, and it's our pleasure to have you, and condolences to the family, and our prayers are with you, and you can consider this as much your home as, as any place else, and more than, than ever. Clayton is, is one of many people here that, that we really appreciate and love, and so if there's ever anything I speak on behalf of the pastor that please let us know and we will definitely do what we can when we can. Thank you. Let us stand as we do the benediction. Well, let us all repeat the Our Father prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. May the Lord bless and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you, and give you peace. God bless you. Lord, watch between us while we are absent the one from the other. Consider yourselves dismissed. Can we do some pictures with the family, Pastor Neville and I?
Thank you.